0: For two, Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh, going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh, now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much, more my lineups, my bank account grow. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving there with. Ooh, listen to this multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty reader tonight I am not finishing last. I'm finishing past Any and all I am looking to last what else? This spot is popping And I am so locked in And only opening the door When it is opportunity knocking And all of these spots Keep on talking and talking So what are we talking? What kind of alignment? And running it deep Even players forgotten Or cave in the bottom Or hitting that topping And this spot is popping Yeah this spot is popping And woo. This is the arm chap yeah. Put up your arms Yeah Sound the alarm Yeah, yeah.
1: what is going on guys and welcome to episode 341 of the armchair fantasy show i didn't realize me and tim are matching tonight <laughs> uh, i just noticed that right now uh, of course, we are live here on the Going for Two Live Podcast Network every Wednesday or every Friday nights. Uh, we're on Facebook Live, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, all major podcast networks. Uh, if you are currently watching on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. It uh, really helps us out. Uh, I see the chat is already popping. Actually the chat was popping before we even went live. Uh, I don't think Tim's ever seen that before. He's like, wait a minute, are we live? Because the chat's already popping. But uh, appreciate all y'all tuning in tonight. Uh, we are here tonight, as always, with my co-host, Mr. Tim Strobel. You can follow him on Twitter, at KetoDFS. What's up, Tim?
2: Oh, man, uh, very happy. Like he said, I see people jumping in the chat. I had a good week, man, and I'm happy to run it back for week number two.
1: Absolutely uh joining us for the first time uh mr micah peters he is from going for two he writes our dfs column over there uh he's one of our newer writers uh also this is i believe is only his second live show so uh glad
3: to have you on micah how you doing man thank you i'm glad to be here i'm doing good i'm uh i'm still reeling from the jk dobbins injury last week but yeah. uh that hurts, you know. Onwards and upwards from here, hopefully.
1: Yeah, it's the, it hurts for sure, uh, and we are hoping yeah. to be joined by uh, Garrett, who I know some of y'all in the chat have already asked about. He is a longtime supporter, a longtime listener of the show. Uh, we were giving him shit last week in the chat about his uh, his New Orleans Saints. Turns out, he stacked the New Orleans Saints and uh, proved us all wrong and won a hundred thousand dollars last week with the New Orleans Stack st- uh, s- uh Stack. And uh, unfortunately, we can't get a hold of him. So I'm not sure where he's at. Hopefully, he'll jump in at some point and we'll be able to talk about his lineup. Uh, We got it all queued up. And I'm going to have him give us some of his locks of the week, too, that hopefully we can get a hold of him before the end of the show. Uh, But let's go ahead and just jump right into the show here. A Weekly Rewind. 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 All right, so I had a a pretty good week. Um, Tim, you said you had a pretty good week as well, but go ahead and give me uh, your your one good and one bad from last week.
2: Uh, My one good was Tyreek Hill. Uh, I was very big on him during the show. Uh, I mentioned in my recap article that my final slot came down to Tyreek versus Eckler. I had a little bit different build than everybody else kind of went with, but I ended up going with Tyreek, and it made the difference. Cast easily in all my cash games and did pretty well in tournaments too. So happy about that one uh the one bad was actually a good uh and that's that i was wrong about my packers they absolutely destroyed the bears it was wonderful to see i uh had to eat a little crow there uh john in the chat let me know i might have to trade my packers card in for after that one but uh (laughs) yeah they, they smashed the bears and i was very very happy
3: on sunday
1: yeah good stuff micah what about you man what was your one good one bad last week
3: yeah, I had a bit of a tough start to the year last week. I uh I was pretty in on Drake London. Um, you know, I loved this target share last year and thought he was in a good spot versus my Panthers. Um, but you know, you can never trust Arthur Smith too much. Um but I did I did hit on my uh the one tight end pick I felt confident on was Hayden Hurst. And I, oh. I was expecting Bryce Young to kind of look towards this tight end a little bit in this first game. And he definitely did that. And first was able to get a touchdown and kind of cash in at 3K. And I see he actually made it into that uh, 100K lineup, which is pretty cool to see.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And Aaron in the chat, I think he may have just joined us. We are trying to get Garrett on the show. He's supposed to join us tonight. Uh, we just can't get a hold of him. So uh, I think he's probably out partying with the hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so Maybe he went to a strip <laughs> yeah. club or something. I don't know. Uh, so my, my one good, one bad last week, uh, my, my good, I was going to put Brandon Ayuk cause I was all over Brandon Ayuk, but I wasn't the only one. So I just had enough to take him. Uh, and it's not often that you get to put your one good as your sick call of the week. Uh, I had Puka Nakua as my sick call last week and he, uh, he absolutely smashed. I wish I had played him more. I did have him in one lineup, yeah. one tournament lineup. I wish I had him in some more. Uh, so he actually, uh, you know, smashed it. My one bad was probably my highest owned quarterback in tournaments. Unfortunately, Mister L. Jacks. Uh, you know, I stuck with him even though I know Mark Andrews got ruined, ruled, ruled out. I put in Zay Flowers, thinking I get a nice little stack there. Flowers is fine. L. Jacks was not. Uh, it was pretty terrible to even watch. I-, I was at a party watching him play, and he just—I mean, every time I looked at him, he seemed to be like turning the ball over or doing something stupid with the ball. So, uh, bad, bad choice there on L. Jacks uh, in week one. But overall, I had a great week. My cash lineup absolutely smashed it. Uh, got a little worried with Sam Howell. Sam Howell made I me mean, a little bit nervous there for a little bit, but he ended up coming through as my cash quarterback. And I had Tyreek Hill. I had Brandon Ayuk. So uh, those guys absolutely smashed for my cash lineup. All right, guys, let's go ahead and jump into week number two. Let's talk quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, we'll jump right in here into the elites, to the top tier quarterbacks here, and we'll go to you first, Micah. Mm-hmm. Give us, uh, give us one of your mm-hmm. your top quarterbacks here.
3: Sure. So I'm really in on the Bengals this week. I'm expecting after that abysmal performance last week that people might be a little cautious and playing the Bengals. Um, so I, I really like Joe Burrow. Um, I like all his pass catchers as we'll see as we go further on in this. Um, and honestly, I like the game as a whole. I uh, love Burrow and love Lamar coming back that way to high powered offenses and what should be a high scoring game. Hopefully, you know, Burrow just got paid. And, you know, I'm hoping he I'm hoping last week was not a sign of things to come. And hopefully he can show us what we know he can do. Yeah. Burrow got
1: paid and then didn't show up. Kind of like Garrett got paid <laughs> and didn't show up tonight. So. <laughs> True. Tim, what you got for your uh, your your uh, top tier quarterback here? Tim. Oh, did we lose Tim? I think Tim got frozen. Oh, there we go. Tim, what you got for your top tier quarterback? Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you now. You're good.
2: I said, I was shocked. Neither of y'all had Josh Allen because I feel like talking about coming back after last week, he knows he lost his team that game. And now he gets to go up against the Raiders. Like I think he's going to absolutely smash. So I heard somebody make a joke. They want to just make 150 Josh Allen lineups. And like, I don't know that I would recommend that, but like, I wouldn't be surprised because I'm pretty sure he'll be in the optimal. So there's one other guy I think could be, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute.
1: Yeah. So the guy I have in my in my top tier is the most expensive quarterback on there. And he's, he's tough to fit in. I've tried doing some laps with him. He's tough to fit in, but uh, you can make it work with Patrick Mahomes at 8.3 versus Jacksonville. Uh, this is going to be the highest scoring game, or at least Vegas thinks so, the highest scoring game on the slate. Um, at 8.3, with all the, the you know the backlash of the media that they had with their with their week one performance, I think Mahomes wants to come back. I think Kelsey is going to play. Uh, don't know how healthy he is. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stack him with Mahomes, uh, but I do think he gives him that security blanket. And I, I think the Chiefs will not start 0-2, and Mahomes will make sure of that. So at 8.3, I think he's somebody you can put up in tournaments. Uh, definitely nothing more than tournaments does. And then there is one other guy you had, Tim. You want to mention your last guy there?
2: Yeah, Justin Herbert. Um, uh, we'll talk about it. The big news on this slate already in week two is injuries, right? Injuries we know about and injuries we don't know about. In the first injury, we think we know about is that Austin Eckler is doubtful. And I think that that's going to shift a lot of people onto a running back we'll talk about later. So I'm going to go the other way and play Justin Herbert's sacks. A lot of Justin Herbert's sacks. You beat Tennessee through the air. We know that. We saw it last week. Jamal Williams was chalk. He really struggled against um, New Orleans. I'm or, sorry. Yeah. And, or, um, you know, i sorry, Tennessee. Tennessee. And then yeah. this is exactly right. That's what they did. They beat him with the air. So yep. I think that's what we're going to see here. Justin Herbert just absolutely go bonkers against Tennessee. So, yeah, good uh, I'm really going to be on him a lot.
1: And you got uh, you got one more guy there. So you're, you're a glutton for punishment here, Micah. You got you got Joe Burrow and then you have the other guy who also didn't do very well last week. Talk about him a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think that kind of speaks to my strategy in general. It's like if a guy, especially a talented guy like Lamar Jackson, who I've got here, um, you know, when they struggled the week prior, you know, a lot of times, you know, the field gets scared off of that, and they're they're worried about the same thing happening, and that's where we can definitely get, you know, some good uh, leverage on the field there, and uh, I, I like Lamar in this matchup. You know, we saw last week Deshaun Watson had some success on the ground, and if Watson's having success, you can only imagine what Lamar will do. It's looking like Mark Andrews will be back this week. He fully practiced today. So if yeah. that's the case, you know, it's wheels up for Baltimore, and I'm ready to get on get in on them now before they uh, explode.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good call. Kind of like, the, the, you know, they both had bad games. They're going to probably bounce back, and it's a good way to try to build your lamps this week. I like it. We'll move down into the mid tier here, and I'll, I'll go first here. And I'm, I'm going to take you know we've talked about on this show for quite a while, uh, Mr. Home Goff. Uh, he's a different quarterback at home, and you know he's playing at home uh, versus. Um, uh, I just lost the team Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, thank you, Seattle at 6.2. I think this game. I think last year we we had like 93 points scored uh, in this game mm-hmm. last year. I don't think it's going to be anything like that this year. I think the the Lions' defense is much more improved. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a of a slugfest, but I do still like uh, Jared Goff at home, uh, and he's got some great stack options, which we'll talk about later. Probably maybe the the best stack option on the slate. Uh, but yeah, home Goff at six point two versus Seattle, I think's a, a pretty solid play there in the mid tier. What about you, uh, Tim? What you got for your mid tier?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence uh, on the other side of that Mahomes game. This is the best, you know, arguably the best game on the slate. Certainly the highest over under at fifty one and a half um yeah which travis kelsey right is expected to be back he practiced in full so i think mahomes is going to bounce back big after that loss to detroit and trevor lawrence is going to have to keep up and we saw last week he was very efficient uh you know obviously calvin ridley came alive a lot of people we were were talked about calvin ridley a lot on the show last week that obviously worked out so uh sneak peek for later i might be going back to the trevor lawrence decks
1: yeah. Trevor Lawrence is a great play. I had him on my, on my sheet as well. That's like we mentioned is going to be the highest scoring game and you're getting uh what, about $1,500 discount from Mahomes If you're going with uh, yeah. T law in this game, I, I like that a lot. Um, I have Gino in my, in my mid tier as well um, as just sort of a pivot off of golf going on the other side of that thing. Uh, I don't love it as much because I believe at least one of their tackles has been ruled out. And I believe the other one is questionable to play if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that kind of does hurt them a little bit. Hurts the passing game, hurts the running game a little bit. But at 5.9, I do think Gio is still viable. Um, we'll move down into the uh, to the value tier here, Micah, and give me one of your your, your value quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, so I also had Gino um, just because I love this uh, Detroit game. Um, and I just, you know, they're in the dome and, you know, kind of what you talked about, it, this game exploded last year and, you know, I, I don't think anyone's expecting that same kind of game total um, as last year happening, but there's so much firepower on these two offenses. Um, you've got so many weapons in the receiving game on each one, and um, I think at their prices, Gino and golf uh, are both great options here, especially to kind of get away from some of the more expensive options and kind of free yourself up for some more salary at other positions. I think that's a great way to go and a great way to approach the slate. And I think you – you can avoid, you know, potential chalk in that KC Jacksonville game. You know, with it being the highest total this week, um, I think Detroit Seattle is a great option off that, and I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't get steamed up. But I'm a little worried about it because I've got a lot of Lions that I want to play this week.
1: Yeah, and the, the thing with the with the, the Seahawks offense too is those targets are very condensed to a couple players. You know, there's not really a, a high volume uh, tight end catching passes. They don't have a high volume running back catching passes. It's basically Lockett Metcalf and you could throw JSN there if you want. But uh, it's yeah. those two main receivers. So it's really easy to stack those guys. I like that. Yeah. And uh, Tim, I see on the sheet there, you got your boy highlighted. <laughs> Talk about your boy, Jordan Love.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had to put him on the sheet after last week, man. Jordan Love played absolutely incredible. Obviously, one of the big questionables out there right now is Aaron Jones, whether or not he plays. But uh, I really like him against Atlanta. Uh, It got kind of a lower total. So I think a lot of people will be kind of shied away. But uh, Romeo got a full practice in. We saw what Jaden Reed can do. We'll talk about another guy I think will be really popular. I'm still not sure if Christian Watson plays. We'll see that. But uh, right now, man, if he does, I think Love is in a smash spot here. And I don't think anybody will be on him. And that's why I like him. He's cheap and you can fit in all the big guys we will talk about later.
1: Yeah, he looked really good last week. You know, he surprised the hell out of me. I thought he'd be decent. I didn't think he'd be as good as he was. So, yeah, good call there at five point five. So I was trying to avoid being Homer and, and talk about my guy, but neither one of you talked about him. So I guess I'm going to be left <laughs> No, with we him. left
3: him for you. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, I this, only picked him because you guys did. And yeah. I felt like he was a great play. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mr. Brock Purdy at 5.7. Uh, I actually wrote him up in my Fancy Pros article. I'm sure you've heard this stat already a million times, but uh, he is the only quarterback in NFL history to win his first six regular season games and throw at least two touchdowns in every single one of those games. Uh, and he's also the first NFL quarterback to win his first six games and to have a passer rating of 95 or higher. Is he a system quarterback? Probably, but it's a goddamn good system, that's for sure. So I will take him. Uh, I've actually took the over on the one-and-a-half touchdowns on underdog on our uh, on ems uh, on Wednesday night. I think he gets two touchdowns at least, if not more, in this game. Uh, the Niners have kind of had the Rams number of late, and you know the Rams aren't what they used to be as far as the defense goes. They looked... A little uh, better than I thought they would last week against the, the the Seahawks. But I do think that our running game combined with um, some, some play-action fake, Purdy's going to be just fine this week. So at 5.7, he's super cheap. Uh, I'll take some Brock Purdy this week. All right, let's go ahead and get into the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends all right the tight ends here we each have a three usually it just it ends up being like one or two guys that we have in this top but we each have a different top tight end so i'll let you go first here tim
2: yeah the return of travis kelsey right that's like the big news on the slate uh and he's priced really well right he's seven seventy six hundred. he was over that most of last year and it's a great matchup uh, i was looking at it earlier i don't have the that i can pull it up in a second but I mean, this is, you know, all indications are he's ready to go, right? I think they gave him the extra week, you know, whether or not that was wise, I guess, you know, they'll figure out later. But yeah. uh, here it is. In a uh, game last year against Jacksonville, right? 17 targets, 14 for 98 and two touchdowns. He had 35 points, right? Like who else on this slate? Maybe maybe Andrews, but you can't, you know. Travis Kelsey, I, I, I think that there is a lot, and we'll talk about this later, of different ways you can build this week. I think it's a great GPP slate in general. And I think one of the best ways is that you start off by paying up for Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Cause then I feel like it forces you to have to get different everywhere else. Yep. Agreed. And he's got, you know, like I, uh, you know, 6.7 points, medium projection over the next nearest tight end. And I, I don't know, I'm going to have a lot of Travis Kelsey. I'll just put it that way.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at the projections on roto grinders and they got him projected at 19 and a half points. If you were to give that 19 and point projection to a wide receiver, you're, you're spending way over $8,000. You think about that. So he's a, he's a tight end that you can plug in there at 7.6, uh, with that kind of projection, I think, yeah, he, you get an advantage there. Now you got to get different elsewhere, but I, I like that a lot. All right, Michael, you continue your, uh, your propensity to pick guys that you know either were hurt or didn't do very well. last <laughs> week. So we kind of talk right. about uh, Mark yeah. Andrews. <laughs> yeah,
3: I think it's going to be a bit of a trend for me, but, uh, yeah, I picked Mark Andrews kind of going off my Lamar pick um, and just this game in general. Um, I love it. And kind of my thought process with Andrews was kind of what Tim said, you know, who at the tight end positions got that kind of ceiling that Kelsey has. And I was kind of thinking through that and I was like, well, I, he said it, you know, Mark Andrews has that same ceiling and he's 1300 cheaper. And so I kind of was just thinking through that. And if you can save a little bit, you know, it's possible with the pricing that he may end up being higher on than Kelsey, um which could be a little bit of a problem, but I think that upside you get from Andrews and getting that discount there compared to Kelsey, I think it's unmatched. I mean, maybe Kittle has that kind of weekly ceiling, but um, you know the Ravens desperately missed Mark Andrews last week and we kind of saw it on the field. it was a struggle, and I think you know Andrews is kind of that skeleton key to this offense that can really unlock it and have it explode and I want to kind of get on that before everyone else does. After it happens, so
1: yeah, I I like that pick a lot. I had a lot of Mark Andrews before he got ruled out, obviously, and I made the pivot to to likely, and that didn't really work out so well last week. Even if I was able to pay up to yeah. get other things, <laughs> just likely just kind of killed it.
3: I did that in both my leagues that I had Andrews in, and it burned me. But burned me. What yep. are you gonna do? So yeah. it
2: worked. I will say I, it worked out for me because I moved up from DK to Tyree Kill. And that basically won me. Won yeah,
1: that's that'll do it. Nice. That's for sure. <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah. Um, all right. So my uh, the third uh, tight the end there that we have in our top tiers, I got Darren Waller. I mean, just throw out last week. Last week was one of those games that you just can't put anything <laughs> behind. I mean, they were down so early in that game that they everything they were doing was wrong. Uh, but Waller at 5.5 versus Arizona. I, I haven't looked at the updated uh, flow chart, but I know Arizona used to be terrible against tight ends. I don't know if they still are, but that used to be the team that we targeted against tight ends. Uh, I think Waller was expected to be their you know, their touchdown guy, their red zone guy. And if they can ever get into the red zone, I think he is. Uh, and you're getting a $2,000 discount over Travis Kelsey. Doesn't quite have the same upside as Travis Kelsey, but... I think that the discounts you get makes him worth it at, at 5.5 versus Arizona. So uh, I'll go with Waller here in my my uh, top tier. Let's move down into the mid-tier here, Tim, and give me one of your, uh, your mid-tier guys.
2: Yeah, I only have one, and I really only put in here for the stacking options. I think this is a week where you're going to pay up for one of those three guys or you're going to pay all the way down, right? I think that's just kind of the way the roster. Is. So if there is one guy in the mid-range I will pay for, it's Evan Ingram. Because I said, I really want as much exposure to that Kansas City-Jacksonville game as I can get. And I think that he's somebody that, you know, people are going to skip over, right? They're going to go to wide receivers or they're going to want to play Kelsey so they don't play Evan Ingram. So if he, you know, he has a good game, he scores 20, 22 DraftKings points. uh, That's enough to win you a week if you hit on every other spot, Yeah. right? So I think I wouldn't play him like in cash, but I think he's a tournament play only.
1: I love it. Um, yeah, I'll go next here so I can leave the guy to, to Micah here. But uh, So when I looked at the mid-tier, just kind of like you just said, Tim, you're either going to pay up or you're going to pay down. I had a hard time finding guys that I really liked in this mid-range. Um, and when it gets to that point, and you know, I'm trying to fill my show sheet out, I'm looking at targets. And uh, Mr. Cole Komet did have seven targets last week, 4.4 versus Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, it, with tight ends, you basically follow the targets. You know, they're the, if they're getting the targets, they're eventually they're going to fall into the end zone. Met actually was a lot better last year than people give him credit for. I think he ended up as tight end six or seven in, in season-long fantasy. Uh, Justin Fields has got a connection with him. He is, the you know, sort of a red zone option as well. Better matchup than he had last week where they were basically getting demolished by uh, the the, the uh, Packers. So at 4.4 versus Tampa Bay, if I'm going mid-tier, uh, I do like Met here. Micah, what you got for your mid-tier?
3: Yeah, so I'm keeping with the trend of this uh, Seattle-Detroit game. Uh, we got Sam Laporta here. Uh, I'm kind of like Tim. I, I tend to shy away from the mid-tier tight ends. Uh, but this is a spot I really like Laporta in. You know, he's sub-4K. Uh, he got five targets in his debut. I thought he looked great. Um, the offense was just humming last week. And Laporta seemed to be a pretty... Uh, a pretty big part of that and the fact that he was on the field and you know getting those key targets i think is super huge for a rookie especially you know we tend to see rookie tight ends struggle but doesn't seem to be the case with laporta um i'm expecting you know that target share to stay similar hopefully increase that this game is becomes kind of a shootout um and i think i think his price isn't too bad even though he's kind of in that mid-tier range that i think he can pay off his price tag and you know, maybe catch multiple touchdowns, just depending on how the game goes. Yeah, that's a
1: good call. And Sam Laporta definitely had me fooled in that first game. I, I took the under on receptions on him. I was <laughs> all in like, Oh, rookie's tight end. Dang. Everybody's <laughs> falling in love with him, but he came out and he balled out. So uh that's a that's a great pick there at three point nine. He's already in that in that mid tier as a, as a rookie tight end, so that's pretty good. Uh, We'll move down into the value tier and I'll just mention two of my guys because I can kind of group them together. There should be like a fourth (laughs) tier, like below value tier, these two guys. Uh, But uh, the the oldest group that we probably have, uh, Zach Ertz and Logan Thomas are my two guys here and it's basically following the targets. I think Ertz led all tight ends last week in targets at 10. Granted, it was the most inefficient 10 targets you will ever see in your life. I think he had, like, 21 yards receiving. Uh, Absolutely terrible. But, like I said, with tight ends, follow the targets. Eventually, this is going to pay off. 3.5 for him. Logan Thomas, same thing. I think he had seven targets, led the team uh, against Denver. He's at 3.1 this week. So, I've taken the two old guys uh, in the value tier. But the guys that y'all have are the guys I'm really more interested in. And I'll, I'll let you go next, Tim. Who you got?
2: Oh. Let's see. Do I want to take my guy? No. Uh, I'll give a quick shout out to the DFS roundtable. As you guys know, every week I put together a thread of the stats I find from all over the internet. And for this one, it was expected fantasy points at tight end. Your boy Zach Ertz came in at number two. Number one was Jake Ferguson, 17.2 expected points last week. He scored 3.1. He had seven <laughs> targets from Dak Prescott. And The interesting thing, which I think we're going to talk about here in a second, is that another rookie tight end, my boy Luke Musgrave, is going to be the chalk this week. And I think that Jake Ferguson is going to go under-owned as a result. And I think that against Jets, I think that's a good way that they're going to be able to attack that team. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are – like, I think you play Musgrave in cash, but I really like Ferguson in tournament. Yeah. Particularly if you're going to play – I don't know that – like. I think you can play them, but I don't know how much I would play like a Dak stack, maybe, if you want to get really contrarian. Yeah. Uh, But I think if I want a piece of that Dallas game, it might be Ferguson.
1: Yeah, good call. Micah, what you got in your uh, value tier tight ends here?
3: Yeah, so I I tend just in general in DFS to kind of trend towards these value tight ends kind of around this 3K range. um, Just because after those top – you know two three four tight ends depending on who's on the slate it feels like just a cliff drop off and you're really just throwing paint at the wall just hoping something lands and uh i went with dawson knox here because generally when i'm looking for tight ends in this range i'm more so looking for who's the high powered offense this week and um who's gonna get those red zone opportunities more often so I went with Dawson Knox here and Irv Smith. Um, I've talked enough about the uh, Bengals-Ravens game and how much I like that. And Tim mentioned, you know, Josh Allen feels like a smash this week and expect Buffalo to come kind of storming back from that uh, bad performance last week. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people coming into the season were just, I don't know, a little, I was for sure kind of nervous about how this tight end situation might play out in Buffalo between Knox and Kincaid. I think we saw last week, Kincaid truly might be a wide receiver. Um, He's being listed as a tight end right now. And uh, Knox seemed to hold his tight end role pretty strongly. And I think Buffalo scores a lot more points this week than they did last week. And I'm hoping not to be on the receiving end of one or two of those touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's a really good call because you're right. I was going to say, you know, people think tight end Buffalo Bills. They're going to think Kincaid. He's the sexier name right now, but you're right. They they ran a lot of two tight ends. They put Knox out there with Kincaid, Kincaid running the slot. Uh, so Knox is still on the field, especially when they get down into the red zone area. So that's a good call. He could fall into the end zone, catch three passes, and you've already smashed value right there. So um, I, I like that call a lot.
2: Uh, hey, one last guy I want to mention. Go ahead. Uh, I'm actually surprised none of us had him. Uh, shout out to Brian in the chat for bringing it up. Um, Adam Troutman. It's going to be a play this week with Greg Dulcich out. Uh, he's 3K. And so yeah, I, I kind of think of it, if you have a lineup you really like and you can't fit in Ferguson or Musgrave or one of those guys, uh, even Dawson Knox, you need that extra 100 bucks, right? Because we're always $100 over. Yeah. I like dropping down to Adam <laughs> Troutman.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. I like that one. I, I actually picked him up in a bunch of my leagues this week because I got some issues at tight end. So Troutman was my go-to waiver wire pickup of the week. So uh, good call. All right, let's get to the running backs. It's time for running backs, running backs. As far as positions go, the running back this week has been pretty filled out on our sheet. we got some good running backs to choose from this week. Uh, Let's kick it off at the top here, Tim. Give me me, uh, one of your guys.
2: Yeah, so I want to talk real quick about the slate in general. I think most people will be paying up for wide receiver this week, paying down at running back. So if I'm playing tournaments, I want to pay up at running back. And I'm going to pay all the way up for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, We saw that he has an absolutely insane role. Any talk about them not giving him a ton of touches was bullshit. (laughs) Um, They gave him every single red zone touch. He got 100% of red zone touches. So if you want to get contrarian this week with everybody else paying down, you pay all the way up for Christian McCaffrey. And if he gets 40, you know, dude, you break the slate. So... I love paying all the way up, especially in tournaments.
1: Yeah, that's a good call, and you could and you could do it on this on this slate. I yeah, think you make it work. for sure. Because he's still not up to the Christian McCaffrey prices that we're used to seeing, like 10K. So even exactly. at 8.9, he's still a value. So I like it. What you got, Micah?
3: Yeah, so for running back, I actually have my lock of the week here. Um, so lock I'm going
1: with. It, 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 it. <laughs> there we go. I almost forgot right. about the lock. The lock of the end. So go ahead and <laughs> hit,
3: hit that Saquon yeah. Barkley. Yeah, so I got Saquon here, and uh, kind of going my trend of bounce back games. Um, you know, like you said, that game, that Giants game last week, you can't take much from it. Um, you know, it, it was over before it started, and you know they were trailing the entire game. Saquon wasn't going to get much opportunity there, and already playing a really tough defense, it was just a terrible spot for him. But uh, this week, coming back against the Cardinals, you know they're starting Josh Dobbs not going to see much offense out of them i don't expect and uh it should leave if the giants if Daniel jones can get his stuff together that should let the giants get out in front early and hopefully saquon can grab a bunch of carries and uh just take over so he's my lock and i think he smashes this week you know he's at 8k you know 900 less than McCaffrey. it's it feels a bit expensive coming off that abysmal performance but you know we all know what saquon can do we've all seen it and I don't think there's a much better spot than against Arizona to do it. And so I think he's a good spot and I'm hoping after the performance last week, he won't be too highly owned, but I guess we'll see about that.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a good call. Cause I, I had him on my sheet as well as a, as a top play at 8K. you know, with similar upside as Christian McCaffrey at 8,000, you're getting a little bit of a discount and you're right. He probably will be a little bit lower owned because of how they looked last week. So I, I like that call. Um, that's all I had for my top tier guys. So let me go back to you, Tim, what you got for your, uh, your next top tier.
2: Uh, let's see, I'll talk about Tony Pollard, uh, cause I'm going to talk about it later in, the, in the, another segment you guys know, I love, um, I think the Cowboys are going to smash the jets this week. I don't think it may be as bad as what they did to the giants, but I think it'll be pretty bad. And that means that they're going to run a lot of Tony Pollard. And so I really like him this week. The theme of this segment is paying up for running backs for me, particularly in tournaments. Um, you know, I stack them with the Dallas defense. Cause I think that that could be a, you know, 30 to seven, 30 to nine type game. Uh, you get, you know, I will, we'll, like I said, we'll talk about it later, but I, I really like that game uh, from a defensive standpoint. So I'm going to run it with the running back and stack it that way.
1: Good stuff. I was hoping to hit the drop there. I thought you were going to go to the other one, but uh, we'll save the drop <laughs> for the next, the next row. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Micah, what you got for your other top tier?
3: Yes, yeah, so I got a couple a couple more guys. I've got a uh, Travis Etienne here at 6900. Um I think the passing uh or the receiving volume we saw him get last week was uh a really good sign for him. You know, <laughs> last year we were hoping to see it a little more, but it wasn't quite there for us. Um honestly, I'm hoping after the two tank bigsby fumbles that we might see a little less of him and hopefully see Etienne gets more goal line work. That's maybe the biggest concern right now with him is uh Bigsby potentially filling that role. But I think if he ends out there catching passes, this could be a, you know, shootout game. It's the highest total. If he's out there, you know, if they're passing a lot, he's gonna be out there more often, most likely. And if he's catching passes, he's always got the chance to break a big play. And I think at 6900 he's got as high of a ceiling in this game as almost any other running back on the slate. And uh my other pick was Josh Jacobs, 7100 Um had a bit of a rough game. Uh, last week but he got the usage you know we were hoping for for the most part he had 19 carries three targets um you know no real signs that they're looking to use Zemir white too much it really looks like the josh jacobs show and i think at 7100 we saw what jacobs could do last year and i i think he's got that you know that range of outcomes where he he could really break the slate here at that price and i think people are going to be away from him kind of looking elsewhere and Kind Of, like, uh, Tim said, looking to pay down at running back, so I think you can get some really good plays here in this top tier.
1: Yeah, I love it, I love it, and I want to hit the drop. I know I don't, I haven't seen just Gerson. hit the drop real quick, I yeah. haven't heard Gerson in the chat yet, but this is going after Gerson right here.
2: Yeah, I really like the big dog King Henry this week, aka Derrick Henry. Um, Chargers, you beat them on the ground. I think that's always Tennessee's game plan. I am a little concerned about the week one usage, but just as a stat, he had 21 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown last time they played 29 DraftKings points. So uh, I think he's another great play if you don't want to play Pollard in the same price range.
1: Yeah, good call. All right, we'll move down into the mid-tier, which brings up my
0: Lock, Lock It, it.
1: And I'm going with uh, with Kenneth Walker. Uh, I know we came into the season thinking, oh, Charbonnet is going to be there. He's going to take some of the touches away from him. And Charbonnet was actually the third running back uh, on the, the offense last week. Uh, DJ Dallas was the number two. And they were both way, way behind Kenneth Walker uh, as far as touches and touch volume go. Uh, 5.8. We've mentioned this game already a bunch of times with the with the total here. I think they're able to run the ball. Uh, I think that Ken Walker, we'll get back to what we saw last year. Yeah, I think he had uh, 17 or 18 opportunities last week, uh, including five targets, which is not something that we think of him as as a receiver. But if he's getting those targets, it's wheels up for Mr. Kenneth Walker. I think they don't get down big. Last week they got down big. He got kind of game scripted out of the game. So at 5.8, Ken Walker is my lock of the week. Tim, what you got for your mid-tier?
2: Yeah, I'll take the guy on the other side of that game, uh, David Montgomery. I usually hate playing this guy, or at least I did when he was on the Bears. <laughs> uh, but last week, they gave him the usage, right? He fully absorbed that Jamal Williams role. He got 21 attempts for 74 and a touchdown. They're going to use him when they get it in the goal line situations. Um, some people are saying they're going to give Jameer Gibbs more touches this week, and maybe they do, uh, but I think we're going to get one more week of David Montgomery.
1: Yeah, good call. What you got, Micah, for your mid tier?
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm one of the guys uh, hoping, <laughs> praying that Gibbs does get some more touches. I got Jameer Gibbs here at 6,300. I think with him being priced over Mon- Montgomery, this is really just a leverage play. And that yeah. you know, given the usage last week, people are going to be in on Montgomery for sure, kind of like you're talking about. And at that, and him being cheaper than Gibbs, um, I think people are just going to see that and think, okay, well, that's easy. I'm not going to play Gibbs because Montgomery's cheaper. He's, you know, clearly the lead back right now and Gibbs is still getting worked in. But if Gibbs does get work does get worked in more this week and you know maybe gets that, you know, that touch split more closer to like 4060, closer to 5050, 50, I think we saw enough out of the little bit that Gibbs played last week that he really could be dominant when he's getting the bigger workload. And I think if he breaks off, you know, a couple plays, maybe he scores two touchdowns. I think there's a Great chance that this play backfires, and only would play it in GPPs. But you know, at, at that price, I think the ownership's going to stay low. And I think if you get him there, I think he really could help you win a GPP, um, just given the ownership that he'll carry and the upside that he brings with his talent. <clears throat> yeah, I love yeah, that. Montgomery
2: is definitely going to be the chalkier option. I think Gibbs is yeah. is the turn of a play. I mean, we're talking about a difference between like five percent and twenty percent ownership. Yeah. So. Huge leverage
1: there. Yep, I love that call. I Had Gibbs on my sheet as well, and and quite honestly, uh, we mentioned this on my Wednesday show. But had Gibbs not tripped on that goal line touch where he could have scored, uh, it yep. would be a different situation. But he tripped and fell, didn't score. So it looks like it's a better, a worse stat situation. Uh, but anybody with eyeballs can tell that Gibbs was more explosive than Montgomery. It just he just needs that one little sl- <laughs> slice, and he's going to take it to the house. So that's a that's a great call there. Uh, I'll give another one of my mid-tier here, guys. Uh, We got James Conner, gross as that sounds. Uh, I think I'm picking all the (laughs) old guys tonight, but uh, his usage is definitely there. I think he had six targets and 14 carries, so 20-plus touches again this week probably uh, against the Giants at 6.2. It's not a sexy pick by any means. It's a very Mm -hmm. boring pick, but at that price point, I think he's still (laughs) viable. Uh, and the Giants, you know, we saw what they did last week. I know we can't really put too much stock in that, but it didn't look good. So uh, I'll take Connor at 6.2. Tim, you got anybody else you want to talk about here?
2: Yeah, two real quick. One, again, shout out Brian in the chat. Uh, I really like James Cook for Buffalo. I told you I was all over Josh Allen, but I think you could go with the running game. Uh, but one of the biggest question marks on the slate, I said it earlier, is Aaron Jones. Uh, he is truly questionable after not practicing all week. If he is out, uh, I really like A.J. Dillon at 5,900. Yeah. I think he's going to be very chalky, uh, but I also think it's a great spot. They've proven that they're going to run the game. The whole, their whole offense goes through that play o- action, and uh, they're not afraid to throw it to him. You know, He had multiple targets last week, so if, uh, if Aaron Jones is out, which I think he may be, uh, I think Dillon's a good play, even though he'll be popular.
1: Yeah, I like it. We'll move down into the value tier, and I'll go first here, and I'll take the chalk of the chalk. Really, if if you know the chat's already been asking about it, uh, Eckler is he gonna play? I don't think he's officially been ruled out, but he's not traveling with the team, which is never a good sign. Uh, he could, I guess, still travel on his own to get to there, but I don't think he's gonna play. Uh, which leaves uh, Joshua Kelly. Who you know had a ton of ton of uses last week with Eckler playing even before Eckler got hurt. You know I think there's a, a play that I saw on, on TikTok that where he they can kind of figure out where Eckler got hurt. He continued to play through the rest of the game. But even before that, Kelly was heavily involved. So if you think Eckler's going to be out, uh, he should get even more usage at 5K uh, against Tennessee. You know he's going to be the super chalk. He's your 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 free square so to speak that you're going to put in your cash lineups and then build it from yep. there. Um, So Kelly at 5k, no brainer pick there. What you got, Tim, for yours?
2: Uh, before I give my pick, I want to say one thing. There's been a lot of discussion about the Baltimore running backs. Maybe, Micah, you can chime in here. But my my gut feeling here is that you don't play either one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I, I don't really you. like either one. I think it's going to be a completely split timeshare. You have to hope for a touchdown. I don't like it. I would much rather play Zach Moss at 4,700. Um not only did Dion Jackson look really bad, Evan Hall is out. He's going to be on IR. But this seems all indications they've been waiting for Zach Moss to come back because they know he's their best option. And he gets the Houston running defense, which we always target. We're going to continue to target uh, at forty seven hundred. He's almost too cheap. And and just kind of talking about slate dynamics, man. The lineups you can make with Kelly and Moss are <laughs> yeah. absolutely insane. Yep. So I think that'll be very popular, particularly in cash games. And uh, I, I may be going that way myself. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I think that's probably the chalk chalk that you're going to be putting in your cash for sure. Yeah. Michael, what you got? You got one more guy there and your values here.
3: Yeah. So honestly, I don't feel good at all about this. I don't like the value running back this week. Um, really trying to avoid them but i may uh get this guy in a couple lineups um i got rashad white here at 5, 500. didn't look good last week no but no denying that um but he did get the volume you know and i think at this price you're hoping for volume over anything else um and if white keeps that volume hopefully he can show some improvement um but again, I'm not feeling great about it. Um, needed to pick a value guy, and I put Kelly in there just because once the extra news came out, I was like, okay, that's the the clear value play. But outside of Kelly, I don't feel good about any of these guys. Um, you know, play Rashad White if you if you want, but uh, don't don't be surprised if he puts up a snowflake. <laughs>
1: I I think we can pretty much start almost all of Mike's guys with. He didn't look very good last week, but sure,
2: <laughs> sure, true. true, true, true. <laughs> no, I'm not playing a running back against the 49ers Paul.
3: Hey, all I right. had ETN in there. He counts for something.
1: That's true. Yeah, he yes, he, he had true. a good week. Good good call. Yeah, yeah and you're you're <laughs> uh, talking about the chat there. Paul said any Kyron Love. Yeah, not for the not versus the Forty ers Their run defense is 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 too good. I agree, Tim. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. receivers. All right, and I'm going to just hit the double drop here. Lock. Lock it in. All right, Tim, you got probably the most popular guy in the slate, at least ownership wise. What you got?
2: I do. Yeah, we're going with the sun god. Like you said, this is one of those you pulled up the slate and you saw, oh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Detroit's playing against Seattle. Lock it in, man. We watched. Who could, whatever, Nakua, absolutely rip apart the uh, the Seattle, you know, supposed to be really good pass defense, right? And now we get somebody who we know Jared Goff is going to target, right? And, you know, I I think that this is, like you said, the no-brainer play of the slate. Um, I think there are multiple ways you can stack this game, uh, and I think there are multiple wide receivers you can pay up for. But this is the guy that I think, especially in your cast games, you just, like, you just click it in, right? The t- couple guys we just talked about and then i
1: Yeah. I and think you just
2: kind of figure it out from there.
1: Outside of quarterback, we basically built y'all a cash lineup. I think cause we yes, pretty much like yeah. lock this one in, lock this one in. we built y'all a cash line. You got to just figure out which quarterback you want to go with. Yep. Micah, what you got for your top tier?
3: Yes. I also had, i on my top tier. I think he's a smash this week. I think Tim's spot on with his, uh, lock there. I also had Calvin Ridley here. I- I anticipate there will be quite a bit of ownership, uh, with this one, but at 7,200 with the performance he put out last week I mean he's clearly the number one in Jacksonville. There's no doubt about it. Um, and we'll get to the mid tier with, uh, Kristen Kirk, but, uh, that, that was hard, hard pill for me to swallow as I faded Ridley a lot in best fall this year, but, uh, there's no denying it. He's he's the number one there. This is the best game of the week. And at 7,200, even at high ownership, I think he's a great play. Um, and definitely in cash, I think he's an amazing cash play here. Yeah. yeah,
1: good call. I like that a lot. And I'm I'm with you. I was wrong about Ridley as well. I thought for sure Christian Kirk would still be the number one. I thought Ridley yeah. would come along slowly, but, I mean, he came out and just balled out. So it's, it's definitely Ridley's show for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Diggs, mentioned in the chat by Mickey. There, you know, we've already talked about Josh Allen and the bounce back game. I mean, the one bright spot in that game last week was Diggs. I mean, uh, I think it was talked about on a, on a morning show that I was listening to the next day about how in that last drive or the last couple drives when they were trying to win the game, the Bills were they just kept going to Diggs. Over and over and over again and the whole stadium, every I mean, they all knew they were going to Diggs, and they continue to go to Diggs. And they're like, why can't you do that all game long? Like if Diggs is that good that the whole defense is trying to stop him and they still can't stop him. Uh, I think they learned their lesson at 8K. He's too cheap. Uh, sack him with Josh Allen and, and just enjoy your tournaments because I think he's going to ball out uh, against Vegas this week.
2: Uh, we got yeah, a couple. I think most lineups will have two of those three guys, and a lot of lineups will have all three of those guys. So just expect that going in.
1: Good call. Uh, Tim, you got one more guy there that I want you to mention before we get to the mid-tier.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take, take Micah's spot here and talk about a guy who did not do well last week, and that's Jamar Chase. Uh, hopefully, like he said, people will be like, okay, well, Diggs is right there, and Amon Ross right there, so I'm going to skip over Jamar Chase. Uh, but I'm looking at ownership and people are in, right. They're not willing to give it up. So I yeah. think it's another good play this week. He absolutely torched uh, Baltimore last year. He's still coming in at, you know, 15, 20% ownership. But I think if you're going to get a little different, you you know, figure out what combination of those four guys, right. You want to play uh, and then just figure out who to put around them. But I think that'll be the popular way. A lot of people will go. I already talked about how I like paying up for running back. So. You can kind of figure it out. if you want to play a couple of those guys? Maybe a high end running back and get a little different that way.
1: Good call. All right, we'll move down into the mid tier, and I'll just mention it. He's my, I've, I've nicknamed him now Copy Paste, uh, Mr. Keenan <laughs> Allen. He's basically on my sheet every week. His price went down from last week at 7.1 despite getting nine targets and, and six catches for, I think, 75 or 78 yards, something like that. Uh, he even had, I believe he had some carries last week. Uh, if I'm, yeah, two carries for six yards, so they're they're getting him involved in all kinds of ways. Uh, and they took some deep shots. I, I heard about this in, in camp, that they were using him in uh, as a deep uh, player, and I'm like, this kind of doesn't make sense. Maybe they're just kind of trying some things out, but they took a couple deep shots to him too. So if he's going to get that as well uh, at 7.1, he's as consistent as they come. Give me those big plays to go along with it. And and I will love Keenan Allen. Uh, so yeah, he's always in my mid tier. Uh, we'll go to you first this time, Mikey. what you got for your mid tier.
3: Yeah. So uh, if, yeah, if you already thought I would like playing bad plays, this uh, mid tier wide receiver group will solidify it. Uh, first up, I've got Gabe Davis here. Um, Honestly, never going to give up on Gabe Davis so long as he's on the Bills. We've seen the insane ceiling he has when he goes off, and it's really like that or bust. And uh, I think, you know, when you have that type of ceiling, you know, in the 5K range, he's 5,800. I think you're not going to get that, you know, almost anywhere else in this mid-tier range. Just, you know, if the Bills come out slinging it and maybe the Raiders keep pace a little bit and Gabe's able to kind of break loose for a couple. You know, fifty eight hundred he's gonna smash his price. And uh look bad last week. That'd be the trend with all these guys, but uh I think he's in a great spot in GPPs. Would not play him in cash for sure, but you know, you can't go wrong with the Bills wide receiver too.
1: Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, they they did have one deep shot to Gabe Davis last week and they just missed on it. Had they had he caught that, yeah. it'd have been a whole lot different. So He's one yeah. of those players. Is that, that's how he's going to be? He's either going to catch those yeah. two, two or three deep balls, or he's going to not catch them, and yeah. it's going to make or
3: break. Hopefully, a week. hopefully that keeps his ownership down. Missing all on that touchdown, people will go back and look at what he did last week and be like, oh, he was trash without watching the actual game and realizing he could have been a great player. Yep. absolutely. Tim, what you got?
2: Uh, so one guy, I I think that. Uh, last week, I was not really on because it was a bad matchup. And this week, he's got one of the best. So let's just put it this way. When I look at my wide receiver cornerback matchups, I kind of give them a rating. And there were two guys below 6K that that had like a plus rating for me. And one of them was big Mike Williams for the Chargers. Uh, last week, he had to deal with Xavier Howard, honestly, the only good corner for Miami. And this week, he'll most likely be matched up against Christian Fulton, who is a neg a neg cornerback. So um if you're willing to overlook you know last week like Micah said and kind of roll into this week with that hey it's week two mentality um i told you at top of the show i love herbert stacks and i like stacking them through mike williams you get a nice discount over keenan allen who i also think will carry a higher percentage
1: yeah good call uh, my favorite mid-tier guy. So last week I had Brandon Ayuk in this spot and he, he smashed and I still yes, think. He's tell a, me why it's Debo week. It is Debo week for sure. This week, <laughs> if you watched the game last week, which I did actually watch it a couple times, uh, they were trying hard to get Debo involved. He had the first two touches of the game. They were both carries. He had a third carry in the third quarter. He just missed on a deep ball. Purdy did uh, where Debo would have scored on. And, Debo loves playing the Rams. I looked up his splits uh, versus every other team in the NFL. He averages about 14 points a game. Versus the Rams, he's averaging 24 and a half points per game. He loves playing the Rams at 5.6. He's he's cheaper. Last week he was more expensive than Ayuk. This week he's cheaper than Ayuk by 200. Uh, I think they find a way to get Debo involved. They want to. They they really want to have both these guys going. And I think I uh, Debo Debo gets going this week. So Debo at five point six is my mid tier. I still like Ayuk, but I, if I'm playing one of them, I'm playing Debo this week. Michael, let's go back to you. You got a couple more guys in there that you want to talk about real quick.
3: Yeah. So uh, kind of sticking with this Bengals Ravens game, I've got a uh, T Higgins here at sixty four hundred. Um, Tim was talking about despite the bad week for all the Bengals last week chase still looking at some pretty hefty ownership here and if chase is getting high owned hopefully it means t higgins will be low owned and t higgins he had eight targets last week i mean it was kind of a monsoon game it was a gross one and it's just bad all around kind of like the giants game honestly i'm just kind of throwing it out in my mind it's like it didn't happen let's just move forward from here and uh, t has always been my guy he's you know he's there. I mean, him and Chase are both their big play guys, but he loves to get downfield. They love to throw him those deep balls, kind of like A.J. Brown, sort of similar play style there, and uh, he's just that big body, and he's going to be a red zone target. He's, he got eight targets last week. Um, if this game is a bit of a shootout, he could see even more than that, potentially. You know, it's not uncommon for T. Higgins, and I think at 6,400, you're getting quite a bit of ceiling there, and I think he'll be a great play in tournaments this week.
1: Yeah, good call. Uh, one thing I want to point out, I heard this on a podcast, and and it's from a podcast that I trust, so that I don't have to look up and verify these stats. But uh, I know people like to do the, the the double stack with a quarterback and two receivers. Uh, Chase and Higgins are not ones you want to use. They have a, a negative correlation. Actually, one of them yeah, seems to have the, the big other. game, the other one doesn't. Yeah. So if you're stacking this, you know if you stack it with T Higgins, that's fine. But don't put Chase in there as well. Don't try to jam them both in. Get one or the other in there. So yeah, I, I like that a lot.
3: Yeah, get one and stack them with Purvis Smith.
1: Yeah, there you go. Perfect. You can save some money. I, know, I like it. Uh, I'll just mention the last few guys that we had in the mid tier, so we can move on to the value tier. Uh, Christian Kirk was in there, of course he was because Micah had yeah. him on his sheet. <laughs> he had a bad week last <laughs> week, so uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Tim had him in there. I agree. I think Ayuk's still going to be good this week. He just he just seems to always be good. And uh, I had Metcalf. I had Metcalf last week as well versus Detroit, but I think Metcalf at seven K is too cheap. Let's move down into the values here, Tim. Who do you got for your values?
2: So, yeah, I mentioned I had two guys that had the potential smash under 6K. One was Big Mike Williams. The other is Zay Flowers. Uh, I played him a lot last week. He did really well for me, and I'm running it back. We talked about we love this, this Baltimore Bengals game. Like I think that this game has a real chance to kind of shoot out. And at 5K, like, it's really hard to mess with the usage he had last week. Ten targets. They also gave him two carries. There were a lot of design plays for him. Talk about a rookie that came out in his first game, man. They basically schemed the whole offense around him. Now, Mark Andrews was out, and he is expected to play, but uh, I think he's still got a huge potential to smash in this spot at 5K, and he could be one of those Brandon Ayuk plays from last week where you just got to have
1: him. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'll go next here, and I'll take the other Zay that people tend to get confused with this Zay, but Zay Jones uh, versus Kansas City at 4.7. I wrote him up in my Fancy Pros article. Uh, So Zay Jones last year only had three fewer red zone targets than Christian Kirk, despite playing 50 fewer snaps and missing an entire game over Christian Kirk. And then last week, there were only two receivers that received targets in the red zone. Uh, One of them was, of course, uh, Calvin Ridley. The other one was Zay Jones. And that was it. Those two guys got all the red zone targets. So at 4.7 in a game that's going to be the highest game total on the slate, uh, give me the guy getting the money targets, Mr. Zay Jones, who, uh, as most of y'all know, last year won me a whole lot of money with his three touchdown game. Uh, So I'm hoping we get that again uh probably has a little bit higher ownership this week because of you know kind of how we had last week in this price point's pretty good so but i do love zay jones at 4.7 this week micah what you got for your values
3: yeah so uh kind of going back to this detroit seattle game i've uh you know and if you're playing you know if you're going towards that line that line stack and you're getting golf and you're getting Ra, might be a little tough to fit in metcalf and Lockett. um you know you might still be able to just depending on who else you're playing there but uh I think a good cheap option uh, coming back on the Seattle side is uh, JSN. You know, we all know the talent that he brings. Um, You know, he's in a tough spot here playing behind two great receivers like that. And very well could not be his week. But one of these weeks, it's going to be his week. And I think until that happens, I'm going to be playing him at, you know.
1: Oh, I think you may have muted yourself, Micah that oh. at this cheap uh there we go. We you lost you we lost you for a minute. You're back now.
3: My, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh can you hear me? Yeah now we can hear you. You're good. Yeah. Okay. My bad my airpod went out. Um yeah I, th- I just think JSN at, at this price tag, you know, you're you're getting the cheaper of those the cheapest of those three wideouts out in Seattle and this game always has the potential to explode in that dome. And I think hopefully this will be the breakout for JSN and hopefully we can win some money off of them.
1: Yeah, I like it. And and Jason looked so good in preseason. So I I agree. I think he has the potential and his price point is is awesome. Yeah, I'll just mention a couple more guys that we had in the value tier so we can move on to defenses. Josh Reynolds at three point seven in that same game uh, looked pretty good last week. Uh, Nico Collins had 11 targets last week at at four point eight. And of course, Puka Nakua is also there. I know he's got some injury concern. I do think he plays. But 15 targets in your first week or your first NFL game is, is hard to ignore. So uh, even against a tough defense like the 49ers, yeah, Puka Nakua is definitely in there. Uh, I don't have his price point, but I know it's, it's you know, what, in that 4,000 range somewhere. All right, let's get to the defenses. Defense, 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 defense. All right, we always go to Tim first on the defenses. He's the defense guru. All
2: right, so... We talked about it earlier with running backs. I think if you can pay up for the Cowboys this week, they have the highest potential to break the slate of defense, right? Like I don't think they're a must lock it into your cash games defense. Like we've seen in the past. I think anytime a defense is chalk and they're 4k, you probably want to avoid it. Um, But they do have the only real chance, realistic chance to hit like 25 plus points for a defense, right? So if you can afford it, if you're doing Tony Pollard stacks, I like it. Most likely you're going to be spending in the, 25 to 3,300 range. My favorite two defenses in that is the Cardinals. Uh, Micah thinks the Giants would bounce back. I think the Cardinals showed that they're a little better than people think they are. And uh, the other one, kind of surprising, was the Bucks. Uh, I think the Buccaneers last week obviously really surprised the Vikings, but it's more the fact that the Bears are just so bad. Their offensive line is an absolute mess. Justin Fields takes way too many sacks. And I think if you can afford 3,200. Um, they're an excellent play. It's
1: a yeah, great call. I like all those defenses. And and I went. Contra- I thought I was going contrary, and then I saw Micah had the same defense as me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I'll let Micah talk about this defense first, and then I'll kind of add to it.
3: Sure. Yeah, so just kind of looking at the slate, this game really stuck out to me as like, I do not want any parts of this game outside of the defenses. I mean, we saw just how good the Jets' defense was on Monday night, just To be able to shut down that Bills offense like that is insanely impressive. And, you know, Dallas looked fine, you know, in their game. Again, it was a weird one in that they didn't have to show much given what their defense did against the Giants. So we probably didn't get to see fully what that Dallas offense can bring. But if the Jets were shutting down uh, Josh Allen and Buffalo, I think they can definitely shut down Dak in uh, Dallas. And Dak's certainly... uh, Prone to turnovers, prone to interceptions. It definitely happens, and uh, yes. I think at I think at twenty seven hundred to get just to get a defense this talented below three thousand, I feel like it's pretty rare. Um, I know they're a little bit on the higher end of that two K range, but I think at twenty seven hundred, they're a great play. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's that's basically my my narrative on them too. I actually <laughs> had a guy in one of my leagues uh, who streaming defenses for some reason dropped the Jets defense last week uh, to pick up the quote unquote streamer. Uh, and then, of course, regretted it because the Jets balled out. You know, he thought, "Oh, they're playing the Bills. No one's gonna, you know, want to play in versus the Bills." And that's kind of yeah. how it is this week too. I know the Jets. You know, obviously, we thought they had Aaron Rodgers last week, so it was a little bit different play. But uh, Zach Wilson, if they can find a way somehow to keep it close, run the ball, give Brees Hall and, and Dalvin Cook a ton of work, uh, just play really good defense. We we talked about it. Zach 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 Dak uh, Prescott is a turnover machine. Uh, he can throw four picks just like Josh Allen did last week, or however many he threw. Yep. Um, so the, the potential is there at two point seven. It's worth taking a shot. Uh, I do think my my chalkier uh, defense are the ones that Tim mentioned. But if you want to get uh, risky in some tournaments, I think the Jets at yep. two point seven make a lot of sense.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, it's time for our stacks. Going for two dot com's weekly stack report. All right, uh, Micah, give us uh, give us your stack here.
3: All right, so shocker, shocker of the week here. I've got the Lions (laughs) stack, in line with all my other picks. Yeah, Uh, really excited about this game. I'm hoping it stays a little bit lower owned and people are more on KC Jacksonville, but you know we'll (laughs) we'll see about that. Um, But I I love golf here, and I think you get him and Ross St. Brown, and then you know you figure out how however else you want to play this uh, game. But I think you get those two guys locked in and. You know, maybe either go Reynolds or I think a really interesting play could be to go Gibbs here and kind of, you know, maybe tell yourself the story that this game kind of explodes and Gibbs, uh, you know, he picks up some, some more uh, snaps in the passing game and he's able to catch some more balls. And I think getting golf and Gibbs will definitely be unique, I would hope. Um, and I think that'd be, that could be a great way to approach this game, especially if it gets a little bit uh, higher on.
1: Yeah, good call. Tim, what you got?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence stack. I talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, I'm going to go with your boy, Zay Jones. So Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones. And you pay for a couple of those cheaper guys we talked about. You can afford to pay for Travis Kelsey on the comeback. So I really like that stack. It's the highest total game of the week. Not super shocking, but I still think it's a great way to go. And then build from there. Good stuff.
1: Uh, and I had a similar uh, stack as, as Micah did. I got golf on raw Gibbs Metcalf um, for all the same reasons that he mentioned there. Uh, I, I think that's going to be one of the uh, those two, those couple games we just mentioned are going to be the two highest stacked games on this slate, I think for sure. So yeah, good call there. All right. Uh, so I wanted to real quick before we get to our sick calls, because everybody's kind of mentioned it in the chat. I, I, I talked about it at the top. I was hoping Garrett would jump on and join us eventually. Uh, but I just wanted to mention that he is one of like he's been around for a long time watching the show. He's a he's a he's a supporter of going for two. Uh, he's in the the uh, the DFS roundtable. He's just a, he's a great guy overall. He's in one of our group chats uh, and he had an awesome week last week. I'm gonna pull his lineup up and I apologize. Micah, it's going to cover your face up here. But uh, that's all good. This was his lineup. <laughs> oh, <no>, that was
2: mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. <Dang. laughs> <laughs>
1: This is his lineup last week, guys. Look at that top number there. $100,000 he won in this contest. Uh pretty, pretty amazing. And the crazy thing is, is like, he was quiet the whole day in the chat, right? Like, no one knew he was even, like, sweating this out. And then at the end of the day, he's like, oh, guys, look what I did. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, you didn't even talk about it the whole day. Like, how did you not do that? So he must, I, I was curious to get his uh, his his sweat and how he was watching this game. Uh, but hopefully we can get him on at some other show when he can talk about it. I want to get his locks, too, because like I mentioned at the top, you know, he's a a Saints fan. He was in the chat last week talking about his Saints, and as you can see here, he's got a Saints stack, uh, which really, really hit it, so uh, pretty awesome for him, so it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Hopefully, everything's okay. Uh, We couldn't get a hold of him tonight. Hopefully, everything's fine, and we'll get him on another show at some point. All right, let's get to our sick calls. And now... The sick call of the week. So we went one for three last week. I was the one. Uh, I hit Puka Nakua at 3K. Unfortunately, Jaden Reed, who ended up being chalk when it was all said and done, yeah, did one not. one of the
2: greatest sick calls of ever, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, there that with incredible. that's Lindsay incredible. And, like
2: the GOAT sick calls of all time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Patriots defense also didn't hit either. But uh, let's see if we can do some better luck this week. Uh, we'll get, let you go first, Micah. What you got for your sick call?
3: Sure, sir. So. This is a complete homer pick for me and only should be played. I'm not stressing up. Do not play this if Watson is playing. Only play this if Christian Watson is out. But uh, at 3K, I've got Dontavian Wicks. I'm a uh, UVA grad recently, and uh, he came from UVA, uh, my school. I got to watch him play in person a couple times. And, you know, he's electric. And uh, he led the Packers in snaps last week, which – Honestly, it was surprising to me. You know, I knew he'd play some. I wasn't expecting him to lead the, pack, the receivers and snaps there. But, uh, you know, he's at the stone minimum. He's not going to be on anyone at all. So, you know, if you're in a very large field GPP, he could be a way to get different. Um, you know, maybe pairing with Jordan Love or something like that. Um, he only had two targets last week. Hopefully he'll get a few more, and hopefully he'll stay on the field up. So, yeah, that's my uh, sick call. Good
1: stuff. I love it. I think he was just trying to suck up to Tim and the, and the Packer love there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nope. Nope. Only because he only cause he played for UVA. Nice. <laughs> so
2: I don't want to tell uh, Garrett's story here, but I do know part of the reason he paid for that entry. He won money in preseason and I'm pretty sure one of the guys he won money on in preseason is my sick call this week. That's Mr. Tank Dell of the Houston Texans. Uh, we talked about it. When we talked about Nico Collins. I think he's a good play um noah brown aka fake ass cd lamb (laughs) is on ir and i expect that uh, both john mechie and tank dell will get uh an increased role but i think tank dell is the more explosive player right and that's what you're looking for when you play one of these cheap guys so 3200 i'm gonna have some tank dell
1: i like it All right. So my my uh, reasoning for my pick is a little less scientific than some of those guys. They had some really good points, snap percentages and et cetera, et cetera. So here's my reasoning. So on Wednesday. So before the Thursday night game, I traded away Mr. DeAndre Swift, who then proceeded to (laughs) ball out on uh, on Thursday to my dismay. Uh, And then today I traded away Mr. Sean Tucker. Uh, in my dynasty league, same league that I traded him in, so I traded away Sean Tucker. Uh, obviously, not the same name is value the as
2: same as Blake Bortles dynasty league. It the, can't be the same one. Same it?
1: one. It is the same one. Yes. <laughs> so
2: you the, have the worst luck. I do have the worst luck,
1: <laughs> absolutely. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm putting Sean Tucker in there. Uh, I traded him for like a, a second and a third round pick in the future. So it, I didn't get a lot for him, but the guy really wanted him. So. At 4.3, you could do worse. Uh, Sean Tucker, we mentioned how Rashad White didn't look good last week. He got the volume, but didn't look good. So maybe they decided to try out Sean Tucker and see how he does. So he is my sick call of the week this week.
3: I like that
1: a lot. All right, guys. Great show, as always. Uh, I want to go around the room real quick. Give us your Twitter handle. And uh, Micah, I know you have an article that you just submitted to me tonight that I'm going to get published uh, after the show. So you can plug that as well. Go ahead and go first.
3: Yeah, so I'm uh, first time doing it, but uh, I'm writing uh, DFS articles weekly now. Um, Trying to get them out on Thursdays or Fridays, typically. Um, I was a little delayed this week, kind of preparing for this show. But uh, yeah, that should be out tomorrow. Um, Really focused on GPPs there and um, just trying to kind of find those good value plays and those good leverage plays that you can get that can help you take down the GPP. Um, I forgot to add my twitter handle and then my name here but uh my twitter handle is at uh, micah peters underscore um so you can follow me there and i'll be anytime i write an article or post it uh it'll be you know it'll be linked there and you can follow along uh on my twitter so, good thank stuff. you guys good stuff tim what you got
2: uh first of all shout out to micah who absolutely killed it in this show man you guys thank don't you, know you. we don't we have not had many guest hosts ever in the history of this show and uh, we were not 100% sure how this is going to go. Micah, you absolutely killed it, man. So if you man. Can, uh, as I've said before, you can find me in the DFS Roundtable group on Facebook. That's where I do my weekly thread. Uh, and then on Twitter, at Keto DFS.
1: Yeah, I love it. And I will echo Tim's uh, sentiments. You, you did awesome. Uh, I don't know if you know the history of this show, but we've uh, this show's been going on <laughs> for seven years, and we've typically done me, Tim, and Gerson was always the other co-host, and we've never had okay. guests on. Uh, because DFS (laughs) is one of those things in fantasy where like, if you don't know what you're talking about, people are going to know, you don't know what you're talking about In fantasy football season long, you can fake it a little bit, but in DFS, if you're not talking the lingo, so it's always nervous kind of bringing a new person on. So you absolutely crushed it. Uh, really appreciate you coming on. We'd love to get you back on again at some point the rest of the year later on. Um,
3: absolutely. I love
1: that stuff so i i just wanted to plug i don't know if everybody is in here is the in the facebook group but we also have our our going for two discord where i put a lot of stuff out as well uh we got over a thousand members in there it's we got some some experts in there some dfs experts some fancy football experts if you want to get fancy football advice we got uh dan the b league is in there he does all the pickems for underdog uh jared good who we had on last week puts in his his picks for uh for for sports books so uh, check out the Discord. It's in my Twitter Twitter bio, or you can find it at goingfor2.com. Uh, little icon there at the bottom right. Uh, but as always, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. Uh, you can find us here every Friday. It'll normally be at 10:30. It was 11:30 tonight because of my work schedule, but uh, we'll be back on 10:30 next week. Uh, for Tim, for Michael, I'm Jeff. And we will see y'all next week.
2: Go, pack go!